It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. We are live at State Farm Arena today broadcasting, uh, getting you ready for Hawks, Knicks. Mike, last game, as you just mentioned to Andy, before the All-Star break, um, but we're a team that's 500. We're going to talk plenty about it today. We'll let you hear what some of the guys have had to say about this first half. It's really more than that because when we come back, you got less than 50 games, right? You got less than 42 games to yeah. play in an 82-game schedule. But point is – These guys left 23. Yeah, and I don't know if that's enough time, Mike, to get us where we need to be. I, I just don't. And I'm not telling you we won't make the playoffs. I'm not telling you we're not going to maybe – possibly somehow find a way to get to the sixth spot. But how do you view this game tonight? Is it a big game? It feels like a yes, big game. Yes, it is a big game. I mean, the, look, the Knicks are ahead of you. They're 32-27. and 27. They made a big move at the trade. Well, I mean, a nice enough move at the trade deadline. If you don't uh, follow it, uh, they picked up the old Villanova teammate. Uh, I guess it was Josh Hart. Right. Gets together with Bronson. And those guys seem to have a good chemistry, and we'll see how they do tonight. Like, they got rid of Cam Reddish. That was going nowhere. This is a team which is physical. Look, I know sometimes we think of these guys as fake tough guys, but they're a big physical squad. And, they, you know, that's what made the win so impressive two years ago because they were trying to bully us and we were going to take it. And then this year, Trey goes up to the garden and it was a great big nothing by, by, Trey's, by Trey's you know standard. So let's see what they do tonight because this is a team you would have to leapfrog if you want to get into that guaranteed playoff spot that Miami holds. Bogey, day-to-day, John Collins, day-to-day. Both of those guys dealing with uh, hip injuries. And we'll see if they're available tonight. Uh, Turtle back at the studio. Uh, let's keep an update on what we see as the day goes on. I'm hoping they're available because, again, Mike, you, you're right. We want to finish this on a high note. That's a win. I really don't care how it happens. We know we'd like to be better defensively, but, again, it's just not been our forte. And i got to be honest, these 10 days off or whatever it is, nine games yeah. off, do you take time to try to figure out how you want to approach these last 20-some-odd games and heading into the playoffs from a defensive standpoint? And I think, Mike, the part about energy and effort and all that stuff you talk about, do your best defensive players exhibit that? There's, it's supposed to be DeAndre Hunter and right. DJ, right? It's supposed to be mm-hmm. DeJounte Murray and DeAndre Hunter. Those are supposed to be your two defensive catalysts. They played okay defense at times. Not great. I know DJ's leading the league and, you know, one of the league leaders in steals, but he, he was doing that when he was with the Spurs. I'm talking about getting after people's asses and saying we're not playing hard enough. Are those guys doing well, that? Well, that's what we were joking around about. Let's do 12 minutes of hell to start this game. Let's get some of the backups out there. You know, the starters aren't going to play no defense. I'm kidding. We're not going to go to Nolan Richardson <laughs> style. But, no, but this goes back to, you know, where is, and I hate to sound like Al Pacino and any No, no, Sunday, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Where's your pride, Hawks? Hoo-ah. No, I mean, where is the pride? I mean, this thing was supposed to be, you and I, I mean, we thought we guesstimated the top five. I mean, Cavs have really shown a tremendous improvement this year. Yeah. Brooklyn, obviously, they've lost their two greatest stars. They've, re- they've redeveloped into whatever they're going to be. The Heat weren't able to, con- you know, to consummate a big trade at the trade deadline. You got DeJounte Murray, and you picked up a guy in Sadiq Bay. So let's do something with it. John Collins, now again, I, I, I'd, I'd love to give you something fresh and new on this, but it really comes down to everybody doing max effort. Now, DeAndre's got to play tonight to do the things you want him to do defensively. John Collins, give me 20 and 10. I mean, if everybody does what they were projected to do, this team is a four seed. But that hasn't happened at all this season, Carl, on a consistent basis. It's Dukes and Bell. We're live at State Farm Arena. Guys, find us on social media. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Him Up. See Dukes. The radio show is Dukes and Bell 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. Stay up on everything that's going on. We're on the gram, Facebook, and across all other social media platforms as well. The bottom line tonight, and, and by the way, the Knicks, you know, they made that trade for Jalen Brunson. He's been really good. 
Now, I don't view Jalen Brunson as a superstar in the league. He's not an elite player, but he's played really well for the Knicks. They really wanted him. They did. Big push to get him. And if you were to say, hey, the Knicks are going to build and and put some pieces around Jalen Brunson, okay, I'm all for that. But this is not a team with a legitimate superstar, Mike. That's the other part about this. They just play hard. That's Tom Thibodeau, right? Julius Randle's a guy. You know, he's averaging 24.7. I mean, that dude can pop. And you talked about it. You know, Hart's a nice piece. Uh, You know, and of course, being in New York, there's no soap opera. I read Quentin Grimes is not happy because apparently this Hart guy comes and takes his minutes. It's always something in New York. But, uh, (laughs) you know, and Thibodeau, look, I don't know if you have any illusions that Thibodeau's going to make a run with this team. But, I mean, you're still in the way. Let's, I mean, you should be better than these guys. I mean, we if you go look at our roster, you know, one through however deep you want to go, six or seven off the bench, we should be better than these guys. Yeah, that, and, and again, if you said uh, name a guy like uh, that's in the top ten, is Julius Randle a top ten player in the league? He's not. He's not a cusp, but he's not. A, but you he's know, not. he's but he's not a guy you think of as a money guy. No, I mean, because he's disappeared as a big. You so. could just go in the East. Don't right. even go to the West and start talking about Giannis and. Um, uh, uh, Jalen Brown and Tatum, and you start, you get to six guys in the in the East before you start talking about the way he's not a top ten guy. My right. point is they don't have that, and yet here they are. We do have that, and we're not there. No, and this goes back to. Are you tuning Nate out? Do you just sometimes step it up? Do you take other teams for granted? I mean, I don't know. I just, I really, I would love to know what's going on behind closed doors with mm. this team. Uh, you know, they take the uh, shot on the West Coast. Uh, was it in Portland? Everyone's all kumbaya in the locker room, the picture with Nate and everybody. Yeah. And I'm glad everybody's when all. Trace at the yeah. assist uh, milestone. I'm glad it's all, you know, smiles and giggles and everything. But what does that translate to on the floor? Now, if you feel that you're so good that in 24 games, 23 after tonight, you can throw that switch, okay, because there's been nothing to indicate you can do that based on what we saw this season. I agree. All right, want to hear from you guys. we got plenty to get into. Atlanta United playing in the uh, American Family Cup uh, series, and this has been something that's been going on for the last few years, but it's happening tonight, Mike, and it's another friendly. Guys, it's, we're trying to get ready for the opening season, which is going to be February 25th. Right. Um, but Here's a trophy, but it is, uh, it's uh, Deportivo Toluca FC. I, of uh, Mexico's Liga MX. Mexico. <laughs> yeah, when Darren, before Darren left, he was talking about this and, and was pretty happy about it. Um, we know Garth Lagerway has stepped in. I like him a lot. We, we got a chance to visit with him out there at the uh, practice facility, the training grounds. But Mike brought up something that is bigger than tonight because, again, it's, it's really about seeing what we got and, and continuity and, and getting ready for the opener. But I like the new 17 jerseys, man. Yeah, because what's old is new again. And, look, I, I understand why. I uh, talked about it on Twitter today. Kid. Yes, it's money. Loot. Adidas comes up with a new. Now, some people say Adidas is very lazy in how they come up with these kits for soccer. I mean, that's, it's all in the eye of the beholder. Huh. I do know this. Our uniform cuts glass. The 17 and then the 18 when we won the championship jerseys. I love those. The gold trim, they looked amazing. I told a quick story. I wore those. I'm in Italy wearing that jersey. I'm in Venice with my wife. I got people taking pictures of it because mm. it looked like AC Milan, but even, yeah. even cooler in the minds of some of the dudes. And we had a picture of us in the gondola both wearing the jerseys. Everything was exciting. And ever since then, you know, we've had injuries and guys have left, and here we are. This is a really interesting kind of – you want to call this a crossroads season? Garth Lagerway's first year as the GM. I mean, they've got a lot of new faces. Can they get back in the mix where we're talking about United the way we talked about them three or four years ago, well, before COVID? Because that's to me where the wheels came off. Oh, no doubt. I, I think, Mike, with all the turnover that's happened, um, and I'm, I'm just going to sit back. I'm really curious. Guy, a guy asked me the other day about this uh, that I ran into. He's a season ticket holder. 
uh, has been from the jump and has been, you know, like us in the game and going to these matches and, and, and being involved. And he said, what do you think? And I said, I got to sit back and see how all these new pieces fit. Right. This is a turnover year. This team is completely turned over. Like having Brad, when you start talking about the consistent guys, right? right. Miles, Brad. Outside of that, tell me who's been here yep. and, and who has the influence and the voice of the, of the squad. Like, I need to see what these new pieces – your ghost. I need to see what he's right. going to do. I have high expectations for him, but some of you may not even know this. Like, Ezekiel Barco's not even with the team anymore. No. I mean, His like, rights have been taken over by, you know, the, uh, the team that we lended him to. He's not coming back. Yeah, the idea that we – again, Miguel Almarone was such a star, and then, you know, he was the, the ultimate business model. And everybody at MLS goes, wow, look how they did that. From South America to here and then on England, you know, playing for Newcastle. And then, you know, let's be honest, Barco never lived up to the hype, either couldn't stay healthy or couldn't just score enough goals. We've talked about, uh, you know, P.T. Martinez, same thing. That was a whole lot of nothing. And then after that, it was bad uh, – other bad designations. We're talking about guys you guys spend money on. And these guys have all been basically what? catapulted off this roster by Garth Lagaway to save money and get more production. You spent $15 million to get Barco. You get none of that back. None of that. And the only way you recoup that is if you develop into something you then would trade into a higher level soccer as in Europe. So here's where we're at. The good thing is, if we lose this year, we'll look good doing it because everyone loves the uniforms. <laughs> I agree hopefully with we'll, that. Hopefully we'll kick some butt. Tonight's basically a friendly to your point. So, so can I bring my old one out and put it yes, on? Yes, why not? I mean, I'm thinking, do I need to get the new one? Unless Atlanta yeah. United wants to give us some. Well, do I well, need to get a new one? Well, all you got to do is put a little Apple TV patch on the side. Oh, that's, that's right. That's I did see that. Yeah. Are you getting the package? We'll all talk right. about it. We'll talk about it. $90 for a new jersey. Personalized. You know, if I'm going to go Araju. No, 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 no. I said, I said, are you getting the Apple package? We'll talk about it. Okay, that's what I say. Okay, coming back. You know, I'm going to be an idiot and buy the New Jersey, and whoever I buy, they're going to trade the guy or he's going to have a knee operation. <laughs> Headlines coming up. We're live at State Farm Arena. <laughs> we'll tell you what's going on in the world of sports next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This is Jim Rohn. It is Dukes and Bell live at State Farm Arena. Mike and I were just talking about all these uh, rule changes in baseball. Ha, food. Yeah, and, and here's the deal. Uh, and headlines are brought to you by ATO. Uh, live well, guys. Low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down. Call ATL Live Well today. Don't just live, live well. Yeah. But we were talking about all these changes. We had Alex Anthopoulos on a couple of days ago, Braves general manager. And he said, as from a general manager standpoint, the speed of the game has always been something that, you know, obviously everybody wants to, to do. Have a faster game. But you can't lose the game in the process. And some people are saying these rules, it doesn't feel, it's not going to feel like baseball. I'm going to wait to see, Mike, but I think – you know, as we said, runners on the base paths, more active because of bigger bases. Uh, the pitch count or the pitch clock, I think that's going to be great across the board for everybody. Right. And by the way, like, for example, you want to throw over the first base, you get two opportunities to do it. That's it. You step off the mound, then you come back on, you got to pitch. So this whole thing where a guy's throwing over the first and he's throwing over the first and, he, and then you start, boo, we're at the right. stadium and we're booing this guy. All that stuff's going to go away because you've got to focus on getting this guy out. Well, again, as long as the guy you're trying to get out isn't stepping out of the box every five minutes adjusting his jock strap. Well, the pitch count counts that, for him, and too. That's the thing. And that's or what I – again, the clock in general, they're calling it the pitch count, but in general it's, it's the everything clock because that, to me, is the biggest holdup. If you just hold the batter, you get two strikes, then you can step out of the box. Until then, get your get your helmet in. Stop doing the shh, shh with your wrists, you know, <laughs> and your batting gloves, and your everything no else. No, You know, let's go. To me, that's what uh, – if you watch it, I, I always – we talked about this the other day. 
day with like the live football and the NFL and, and that uh, big hit that would have been a fumble, you know, 25 years ago. You go back and you watch like early 80s or late 70s baseball. There's a rhythm to it. Ball comes back to the pitcher. He's on the rubber. He toes the rubber. The pitch is coming back. And it just seems like we've gotten into like this exaggerated thing. And now even Little League kids do it. I know got friends of mine who coach Little League. Even, even the kids at Little League are stepping out of the box after every pitch. Now. <laughs> so I love it. It's, it's a step in the That's one thing I cannot argue with. I just don't like this ghost runner crap, especially now infiltrating the postseason. Yeah, and that's basically a guy, uh, if this, you know, if the game goes to extra innings, you put a guy on second base, the guy starts on second base. Um, and we've seen this. It, it happened with the pandemic right. is where they started it, shortened season. And then I think baseball said, okay, maybe this helps us speed up the game and, and get us uh, quicker endings. Because once you go extra innings, guys, you don't know. You could be in that thing for 12. You could be in that thing for 23. So you're trying to end the game and get it over with. Major League Baseball also plans to emphasize the enforcement of the bulk rule, which implements sweeping rule changes, guys. Again, how many balks have you seen in Major League Baseball over the years? Very few. And if you do, the ups all of a sudden micromanage, and then it becomes multiples in one game. There was one, what was it? Oh, damn, I'll, I'll find it. The guy balked, I think it was in two, two balks in a row in mm. sequence this year. But it never, ever gets called. You're right. Usually, especially for left-handers, I, I still don't know what a balk is because so many guys have an exaggerated move. We've got some guys like free. Some guys do an exaggerated move, and I'm like, well, isn't that technically a balk? I don't know. But it's one of those things that no, no fan really understands. It is intended to keep pitchers from deceiving runners on base. And that is the main thing because what, what Mike's talking about is the body language is I'm, my movement is going to home plate, so I'm tricking you. Right? right? It looks like I'm going to home plate, but instead I'm going right. to first base. It's obviously much easier for a lefty because he can swing his leg that Yes, way. and you can't deceive runners that way, and that's when you see this called, and then there's always an argument. But balks are assessed only with runners on base, but they're going to emphasize that. So you're trying to emphasize this. You've got the, the pitch clock working against guys now who need to speed up. Um, and, and I think for those things it's going to be good. But, Mike, some of this stuff, it, it's going to look weird at first. It just is. But when we start seeing more guys trying to steal – um, it helps guys like Ronald Acuna, who's right. great at stealing, right? We got guys with speed on Michael our team. Harris. Yeah, right. it's going to help our guys with speed. So it may be a benefiting factor for us as the season rolls along, but we're going to see. You'll, you guys are going to hear a lot about this, though, as the baseball season gets going. And uh, as we said, spring training this week is pitchers and catchers report, and then every day, guys, uh, tomorrow, I believe, everybody else reports. And, again, the uh – it's a clock-free World Baseball Classic, by the way, for what it's worth. Okay. And uh, I was like, I read that today. Jeff Passon's talking about things they're looking forward to. He goes, like, consider how many will be playing in the clock-free World Baseball Classic. So, again, guys making that adjustment. Uh, the World Baseball Classic also running parallel with spring training. And i got to be honest, unless we're fielding our best American team, I really don't care. And I, think we, I don't know if we are. And, that, and we generally don't. Yeah. It's generally not the A-list team. There's always one or two sprinkled in, but for the most part, guys, it's, it's just not that thing that gets me fired up. I know what they're trying to do with it. I appreciate them trying to grow the sport, you know, especially internationally, but who cares? I agree. Uh, I, I'm, that's the kind of way I feel. The World Baseball Classic, when it first started, the idea and the premise was off the charts. Oh, this is great. We're going to get the chance to see all the stars from there representing their countries, and we're going to get the best American stars. And it just kind of it weird on me. And by the I, way, it's it's played. But I'm just saying that why I haven't been interested and compelled. Listen to this. This is from Alden Gonzalez from ESPN. So I, I just popped this up. This year's roster: eight MVPs, 67 All Stars, 35 who played in last year's game. Mike Trout, Clayton Kershaw, Shohei Otani. That's not bad. That's those are all guys going to be in the World Baseball Classic. This okay. Year. So that, that's that. That's okay. Now you've sto- now you've stoked my interest a little bit. I may check that out. So here's the issue, though, and and this gets back to our team. 
Do you want your stars on your team participating in the World Baseball Classic when there's a real chance? Because it's baseball right. that they could get hurt and be done for the season. I would much rather have my star players playing two or three innings down in uh, Northport and then jogging around the warning track, That's how if I I'm feel. honest. So this is the other problem, and this is why I particularly like – I watch this and I go, eee! because everybody's cool with it until Mike Trout blows his knee or, out. Or Ronald Acuna, right? Heaven forbid. And, and all of a sudden now it's, oh, he's done for the year, and we don't have his services. So I, that's why I don't necessarily like my guys playing in it. I know the Braves, and we've, we've talked to guys, they encourage their players to play in this. And what else are they going to do? Mike, you going to tell your guys no? Right. So that's from a fan's perspective? I don't like that. I just don't like the idea of my guy going to a meaningless right. World Baseball Classic. So what you win. I'm all about World Series right. rings yes. and championships. Well, yeah, we all know who won last or last time. The World Baseball Classic? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Who won? I think we did. Who I won? I think we did. Nobody cares. America? Yeah, well, we, we should know that. But, again, we don't care. That's the problem. That's the point. That's the problem. 404-741-0929. Bo is checking out no, right no. now Meanwhile, this whether guy, or not we won. Right. Meanwhile, there's a guy in his car right now. No, I care very much. I also care about war. I care about a whip. <laughs> I'm very much into this. And I, I, resent, I resent the fact you don't realize that the United States are the, are the reigning world baseball classic champion. Are we, we were the winners last year? It's not played every it's year. Two, every uh, we, we so don't even it, know when the f- is played. Uh, we won it in 2017, <laughs> which is, uh, I believe, from what I'm looking at, the last time they played. Okay. So, yeah, y'all should be – yeah, we won. We're winners. USA. Marcus, USA. Marcus, Marcus Stroman was the MVP. So, All right, so get your, do your research. So here's the problem with that. <laughs> Again, I, I can't believe you disrespected about people. Most Americans now live in two worlds, one called – pre-pandemic the other called post-pandemic that is pre-pandemic sorry bo nobody remembers that well you should nobody remembers that i was i I was actually actually saw the replay uh, at a restaurant the other night of the final game so i kind of knew all Uh right guys uh that is something we're talking about and by the way a lot of guys chiming in um in in regards to the baseball not the baseball classic but the new rules uh 404-741-0929 as we mentioned we're live at state farm arena tonight Our Hawks taking on the Knicks. It is a big game. We are not overstating this. You're 500. They're 32 and 27. So they're sitting in front of you. It's a team that's in your way, and it's the Knicks. We don't like the Knicks, okay? That's just what it is. That has been established since Trey has been here the last few years, and especially since we beat him in the playoffs. I don't like the Knicks. You don't like the Knicks. So I'm hoping our guys show up tonight. And I'm hoping we get a complete game, not just half a game, right. a complete game. But the Knicks are now half a game out of being locked in in the sixth seed where you mm. don't have to play in the play-in game. That's why I keep pointing to the Miami Heat. Miami Heat are, you know, they're just kind of scuffling right now. They're 6-4. and four. The Knicks are 6-4. and four. We're 5-5, five and five, which gets us back to our point yesterday. If you could just, with all the athletes we've got, put a run together – and you're you're on you you got the, you've got the guys capable of making the run. We've done this before. That was two years ago. Meanwhile, hottest team in basketball. If you didn't see it last night. Bucks take the Celtics to overtime. Bucks have now won 11 in a row. On fire. And you know what? Nobody's talking about them. Everybody's been talking about the Celtics. Everybody's talking about the Suns with the Kevin Durant trade. Everybody's on Dallas because mm-hmm. they traded for Kyrie, Giannis, and Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton. Right. Are just rolling. Right. 
and they could easily be back in the NBA Finals. Nobody's talking about them, and that's fine. But I'm just telling you, Milwaukee, and they're better, Mike, than almost everybody defensively. And look, at the end here, when Coach Bud wanted total control of personnel, that's when we started making fun of Coach Bud, the ego. But Coach Bud's a hell of a basketball coach, and he knows how to get the most out of this. And now, going in, they're probably a team that doesn't want to take a break because they just won 11 in a row yeah. going into the NBA All-Star game. But they added some nice pieces, too, at the, at the trade deadline. This is a team which, again, they know how to get it done. They've got guys that certainly are clutch. They play gritty defense. Again, defense, right? The Bucks can get clamp you down, get physical. So that's another team which, again, as you said, nobody's, everyone's talking about the Celtics. And out west, it's kind of looking like it's wide open again. It is. I think it's wide open. I can't count out the Warriors. I do think there's been some dysfunction there. But when you got Steph and Clay on the floor, man, and they're, they're healthy, I don't know how you can count those guys out. I know everybody's talking about the Suns and all that. But the All-Star, coming out of this All-Star break, and you said it, everybody gets, what, nine nine days off? Everybody gets nine days off. We've got tw- Some teams have 24 games. We've got 23. Okay. So coming out of this break, this is when teams turn it on. This is, this is this, the sprint we talk about. Mm-hmm. Because now I've got to get ready for the playoffs. I'm going to position my team for the top four seeds so we can have some home court advantage. You're going to see teams amp it up a little bit. Will we be one of those teams? That's the question. Well, maybe we're not flat. <laughs> we're not ready to play. <laughs> That's Nate. No, by the way. no defense. That's Nate. All right, man. We're coming back. We got more to get to. Uh, what if I told you that one quarterback, one young stud quarterback, would be available, and he has a connection to the ATL? Would you be interested? We'll talk about it next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, live at State Farm Arena. Um, Noble, who's an avid listener of this show and the radio station, tweeted at us, and it was a tweet from Jason Lockham 4, who I do a podcast with him and Brian Baldinger called In the Huddle. You can check it out Tuesdays and Thursdays, new episodes. And he says that Jason has put out there that at least one general manager believes, okay, that the Bears are going to trade Justin Fields. And he's asking the show – do you guys, are you aware of this? And I said to him, yes, Noble, I'm aware. Um, we've talked about it. Check out the podcast. And then he says, yeah, but do you think it's it's going to happen? Do you think the Falcons would do this? Well, it's not going to be the Falcons' decision before the Bears have to make a decision on Justin Fields. But let's talk about this for a minute, Mike, because the Bears have the number one pick. A lot of people think they're not going to keep it. They're going to move out of there and, mm-hmm. uh, and acquire more picks. Right, go get some defense. Because that's their need. They need de- they're the worst defense in the league. Right. You don't the only need, team with less sacks than us. So you don't need – we have the number one – this is a quandary. You don't, you don't need a quarterback, right? but you have the number one pick. So the smart play for the Bears, Noble, is that Ryan Poles, the general manager, says, <laughs> we're going to pile up these picks. We're going to go make our defense better, to Mike's point. I'm staying the course with Justin right. Fields. Everybody I've talked to about this says that they have no intentions of trading Justin Fields. But, Mike, we're going to hear more of this because everybody thinks that that's what's going to happen, and this is a part of the play. They keep the number one pick, and then they draft Bryce Young. Bryce Young. I do not believe that's going to happen, but that is what's being talked about. Mm. So trade fields. Now, let's just say if that happened and he becomes available, that is when, Noble, we start talking about would the Falcons be interested. You know, the thing is, everybody that's out there that everybody wants, i got to be honest with you, I I can find fault with. 
Fields has got to get more accurate throwing. We should, look, I, I said this guy when you and I talked about it two years ago. That Clemson game was unbelievable. Pinpoint accuracy all over the field. And then for some reason the pros, it's been scattershot. It's been good and it's been really awful at times. No one debates his ability to pick him up and put him down, but if he does that all his career, he's going to get killed. But the guy, he still uses that. He's got to do it judiciously. I'd love Justin Fields here if he's a little more accurate with the throwing. Maybe with Arthur Smith. Because let's be honest, he's had some awful coaching in Chicago. Sure. Maybe we get more out of him. Same thing goes for Lamar Jackson. If this was Lamar Jackson MVP season, I'd give up everything to get him. But it's Lamar Jackson coming off missing a ton of games. It's Lamar Jackson statistically going backwards. It's Lamar Jackson with a playoff record that you guys used to bitch about Matt Ryan over. So that's why I'm still lukewarm on those guys. And I know that Ritter, you can't compare Ritter to Fields' athleticism. You can't compare Ritter to Lamar Jackson. But, man, you could. It's, to me it's not the slam dunk, I guess, that some fans feel it is for those two guys specifically. Well, listen, um, the Fields thing, he's young, obviously coming home. All of the things that we've talked about when we wanted to draft him, better, potentially. Better weapons here than he ever had in Chi-Town. He's got Justin Fields. Yeah. I mean, Justin Fields would have, again, Kyle Pitts. He'd have Drake London. We've got a great run game. Yeah, it's a lot of pieces. Is there more upside to Fields than there is right now to Desmond Ritter? Yes. I agree with you. I think there's been flashes of, oh, crap, he's going to be really good right. this season. But with that said, it's not going to be left up to us, and I say us as in the Falcons, as we talk about – um, Jason Lockham-Four is saying that one general manager, you know, um, has talked about, hey, I think he's going to get traded. I think that the Bears are playing this game right now. We're just starting, and that eventually they're going to be talking about trying to move him. So if you said this to be true, if this is going to happen, that means you're trading away fields, you're going to get a buttload in return for him. Right, and you can still draft your new quarterback. And you can get a new quarterback. And it's a hell of a sell. I don't think it's going to happen. To me, that is not the smart play if you're the Bears, but if you're the Falcons and you're saying, we still don't know about our quarterback and this guy becomes available, you got to take a look at it. you got to take a look at it. Squid Billy wants to cast that off. Let me ask you something. Now, this is just speaking. Remember the Falcons passed up Fields. Yes. They did. They could have had him. To go with if they wanted him, they'd have had him. What has Fields done? Was that true? Yeah, With yeah. Matt Ryan here, was that is that necessarily well, true? Well, clearly they weren't sold on Matt Ryan but because I, but they – See, but this goes back to we don't know what these guys told Arthur Blank in the interview process, that they could work with Matt Ryan, which they would have obviously proceeded no look, way to know how they were going to draft Fields, the, no matter the, what they may have said. Well, the issue with Fields, right. I think, Bo, and I'll let you finish. The issue with Fields at the time that we could have drafted him was Mike and I's position was if you draft him at four – got to play him. He's playing. And they were not willing to do that with Matt Steele here. But go ahead. But I think it could have helped Fields sitting behind a guy like Matt Ryan. And I can tell you, I've been around the team enough to know that if they'd have wanted him, they'd have drafted him. So you say they don't want him now? They don't want him now, they well, don't want him now. What I'm, no, what I'm saying is, I'm not saying they don't want him now. I'm saying what has he proven in the NFL that he didn't prove in college? Because nothing. That he can play in the NFL? Well, that he there can are, run. That, that there, he can run, but he are, hasn't proven anything from the pocket, and there that's are, the thing. There he, are did guys, get, he did get the 60% this year on his completion, 17 touchdowns. He's but again, fine. He's, he's fine. also got a bunch of bumps he's playing with in Shytown. He's fine. This idea, there are guys that come into the league that can't play in the league. He's already proven that he can. We don't know if the guy we have can. We don't. Right. Okay? And so, and I'm talking about can he really play? We protected Desmond Ritter for four games. Okay? That's what we did. We ran the football. We didn't do anything extraordinary. He didn't throw the ball deep. Point is, I've seen uh, Justin do these things, and I know he can play in this league and probably play at a high level. To Mike's point, the coaching matters. 
But if he's available, and this gets back to the whole thing, if the Bears were to do this, I just said it's the same thing with Lamar, guys. We're idiots if we don't look at this and go, how does this potentially make our team better? Lamar Jackson is 26. Uh, let's see, Fields is 23, so you'd be a little bit younger. Look, I love – you know me. I've always been an advocate for Lamar Jackson. I just don't understand why he's gone the way he's gone the yeah. last couple seasons. Yeah, and I said this to Mike. This is my opinion. No one said this to me uh, in, in my discussions about Lamar. But I do think there was a tint, a tint of, I'm going to protect myself. You've had two years, Ravens, to potentially pay me. You've not done it. We're in the playoffs. So you think he's sandbagged a little bit down and, the stretch? And, and, and if I go out here and I get hurt further, I'm only hurting myself and my earning potential. Right. That's kind of what I believe, but no one said that to me. And you can't prove it, Mike, because, again, you know, he was hurt. I don't know what his recovery was. But, you know, when he doesn't show up in the, on the sideline, I think it was for the Bengals game, and people are losing their minds, I said, you know, if he shows up, he becomes the story. Long story short, guys, these are the kind of things that are going to happen this offseason. And if this was to play out, we got to look at it. We, we can't turn the other way and go, we've got our guy, Mike. We, we're not in that position. Look, Fields is intriguing to me because, I've again, I've seen this guy in the biggest stage. Now, again, we saw Desmond Ritter. Georgia fans saw him in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl not embarrass himself. He certainly did not embarrass himself against Alabama. But in a semifinal game, now granted, more talent on Ohio State. But, boy, oh, boy, Fields was something. That's what got us so excited. Now, he was cut in half. Skalski hit the guy. That's another thing. He oh, finishes yeah. that game. He was He's really tough. broken in half. And I know that. <laughs> It was, they were none of like nobody was good against Alabama because Alabama was a better team. Didn't also you know help that he was folded over like a folding chair in the previous game. So I'm excited about I'm more excited about Fields than I would be about Lamar Jackson because I don't understand what's going on with Lamar Jackson. I think Arthur Smith can get more out of Fields, Fields. in the throwing department. I would because he's already done it. I would agree. And, and you guys know this. Look, I, when every year when the draft rolls around, Mike and I we usually do a couple of blogs, right? And we try to tell you guys here's where I'm at. And I said. Drafting fields at the time was the best thing for the city. We now know that at least this is, again, what we think. They weren't willing to play him, Mike, if they drafted him at four. They just weren't. Right. And, and you still had Matt Ryan here. And by playing Matt Ryan, the perception was what? We're giving our team the best chance to win by not starting a rookie. Guys, all of this stuff plays into it. And if you don't think it does, it happens all around the league. So, it, you know, it's the same thing with the Green Bay Packers. Now all of a sudden the Packers are saying, oh, well, you know, love is our best option. Yeah. But playing Aaron Rodgers gave them the best chance to win. They had no intentions of playing love. But the other thing, guys, and I know it seemed really screwy when we tried to get in the Deshaun Watson lottery a year later, but the uh, the logic, the way it was sold to us was Matt Ryan had this unbelievable cap hit. There was too much money. There was no reason to bring Fields in if you have to pay Matt for two more years yeah. at that crazy rate. When, of course, you screw, the, you screw the pooch with the Deshaun Watson pursuit, then you move Matt for nothing, basically a third-round pick. So, in the end of the day, you might as well just draft Justin Fields and we should have rolled the dice. That's how we feel. But as Squid, now Squid says the organization maybe wasn't as hot on fields for yep. whatever reason yep. so they would they what would change two years later where yes you've seen some brilliance and you've seen some meh in chicago you know a little bit of both but i think i think you could get more out of him here and i think it would be electric i think fields here would be electric so do i mike uh franco says fellas dukes and bell stop this ritter is qb1 let's go y'all no, no, i was just telling you guys to slow your roll on lamar jackson i like ritter but fields is a different well, critter here's the other thing fields is still under his rookie deal there you go you're not yep. paying him. You got two more years? You're not paying him $40 million yet. Right. So the idea of getting him is way more attractive. Two more, pick up the option? Come on.
It's Franco. I, and, and by the way, we're not telling you this is going to happen. This is a question no. that was asked to the show. One and GM, Mike and I are working right. through One this. One GM okay? said that they think the Bears are going to load, unload fields for a ton of picks and you still get your new quarterback if you feel it's Bryce Young. I presume they think it's Bryce Young. I think it's Bryce yeah. Young. I think it's CJ Stroud. <laughs> but it's just, I'm look, I'm a fields guy. I like that move. Noble says Justin Fields didn't think the Bears would draft him in 2021. And there's a picture of Roger Goodell with a Fields jersey, and there's no Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will tell you, I talked. I, he thought he might be coming to Atlanta, man. Seriously, I know. He thought he might be coming here. Anyways, guys, it's something we're talking about. We'll get more into it as we move along. Hey, our man Seth Emerson is going to join us from The Athletic to talk about the dogs coming up at 320. When we come back, NFL Blitz is on the way. And wait until you hear what Patrick Mahomes had to say about his O-line next.